0: Oh, that's just me, Perez Hilton,
1: drinking all the tea that goes on in this world. And with the way social media is, I just can't get enough. I'm obsessed.
2: It's like every day something new and scandalous comes out, and I want it all.
1: I'm the OG of entertainment gossip, and if you are like me and have an unrelenting thirst for all the drama that's flying around, you should listen to my podcast, the
2: Perez Hilton Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board certified physician
1: and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a trip. Get a mendic Get it on. Dr. Drew's board certified physician. And addiction medicine specialist. What's going on, Drewski? Did you see the F one race in Las Vegas? No, I didn't. I was out of town and a lot of of wheel and tire
0: talk. A lot of tires. A lot of wheels.
1: I love tire and wheel talk.
0: (laughs) It was, uh, you know, it was odd to me. I I just, this just, it's not a big deal, but how people were sort of, there are all these naysayers like, oh, it's such a failure. It, It was glorious. My son went. I'm oh, really? so jealous. Oh, my God. It looked like, he said it was the greatest uh, sort of uh, sporting or uh, uh, entertainment event he'd ever been to. Really? He, says, it's just, he, he just he just called me. wants to talk about it. And it was a couple wow. days ago. Yeah. It's just, it just looked amazing to me. I, I watched. I couldn't go to sleep the first half of the race, and
1: I did. And then I watched the rest of it last night. Yeah. Well, listen. F1 knows what they're doing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. when you get an organization that knows what they're doing, then they come in and they execute.
0: Well, funny. Uh, first of all, you know, a lot of it was. I mean, you, when you see the
1: infrastructure they built, I mean, they built huge, you
0: know, all up and down the street. Oh, that, I, oh I, I was
1: there, you know, three months ago, and that shit was half done. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, but again, when you're motivated and the city and the state are working with you. But
0: you're talking about how the F1 knows what they're doing. Do you know that F1 got bought by Liberty Media? It's owned by a big company. And the guy there that they put in charge of F1, remember my friend Curtis? Mm -hmm. It was his roommate in in business school. Wow. And he's the one that has lit it up, you know, made it such a thing. Mm -hmm. And so the F1 part, the team part where they know what the fuck, where they're doing like they're performing at these incredible levels – Has sort of now being met with the level at which the promotion and the infrastructure and everything that goes on around F one is getting done. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the uh, story goes because we interviewed Bernie Eccleson, who owned F one for you know I don't know twenty five years, maybe thirty. I don't know. You know, one guy owned it for a million years, and he was in uh, uppity the doc that I did. Yeah, yeah. And he's a very interesting guy, but story goes in the later 70s or something, maybe it was the later 70s, maybe it was the mid-70s, uh, he just went around to all the teams and said if everyone just put in hundred grand, we could get F1 for a million dollars, you know, back when a million dollars meant something, right? When, when was this roughly? I've just told you. I'm sorry, I missed it. Come on, Drew, you got to yeah. listen better. Uh, okay. I said maybe I'm screwing it up but the later 70s, the or, later mid 70s. or mid or 70s yeah. that's my recollection. I it could have been into the early 80s but I, I doubt it and we can look it up or you can look up on your phone when did Bernie Ecclestone acquire F1s yeah I get the idea. He needed a million bucks he went to all the, uh, the Formula 1 teams said everyone pony up 100 grand that'll be a million bucks and we'll all own F one and everyone turned him down. Yeah, because everyone said we could use a hundred grand for testing, or wheels and tires, <laughs> equipment. You know, <laughs> yeah. all right. That's, I I kind of get it. Yeah, you know, it's a very sort of here and now kind of equation. You yeah, know, you yeah, need yeah. money right now if you're running an F one team.
0: You know, and it was pre probably pre. Inflation. I mean, not 1950, but but you forget in the early 70s, million dollars was a lot of money, a lot.
1: Yes, and they um, there was like they were, you know, they're going to sell the TV TV rights 1978. So I could not be more correct. Mm. Now, um, so I don't know. Bernie sold the TV rights or something. I don't know what he did, but he just bought it. In 78, mm. and then, of course, it's billions, mm. you know. Now, so that guy had a had an idea.
0: Does he still have ownership in it?
1: He, I think, sold it a few years back, and sometimes those guys, 2016, mm. those guys maintain some sort of something. That's what i yeah. You know, some minority stake yeah. or something. But, but, I, I don't know, but Bernie Eccleston's 82 years old. Right, so right. he doesn't, you know, oh. he's not going to be able to spend that money. Or whatever. I don't. I don't know how people work, but um, that's F one.
0: You know, you mentioned Bernie being eighty two. This is completely. Uh, listen,
1: off. he could be eighty four.
0: He could be. I, I, I'm just saying completely right. off topic. But I ended up waking up in the middle of the night last night thinking about Sid Croft Mm-hmm. and your interview with him. Oh, I know why I did it because I saw Bernie's ninety three. Wow, he's
1: a fit. Ninety three.
0: Oh, my God, it's so – I had the weirdest dream about it. Sid Croft.
1: It was because I saw a little video. Sid and Marty Croft, yeah. You uh, your thing about Sid Croft? The yeah. one you interviewed. I'm trying to tell everyone to oh, yes. Sid and Marty Croft. Yes.
0: And, and, and Sid is – but I'm asking, Sid is the one you interviewed, right? am I mm-hmm. getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I was – to me, that was one of the most astonishing interviews. <laughs> I still think about it all the time. Why? Because you shit all over them. Mm-hmm. And Sid A. was so good-natured about it and still came in and had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you totally adjusted your position based on what historically had gone on that led up to the dreck they were producing, which we didn't realize. We thought it was like a cartoon, but it was a puppet show that had been around for 50 years
1: that just kept getting more bizarre. Well, no, it wasn't a puppet show that had been around for 50 years. It was He was a puppeteer. Back when puppeteer was a kind of a job, you know, opening for Judy Garland on Broadway and well, stuff like that.
0: This is why know. I woke up with a dream. I saw a, a, a video of Dean Martin with one of Sid's puppets. And and underneath it, Sid goes. Oh, I toured the world with this puppet. She was my very favorite, and I was all the celebrities always appeared with her and stuff. And I, I didn't even know when I read it that it registered, but it woke me up in the middle of the night thinking about it. I again, I think about the strangest stuff.
1: Well, I I mean the idea of being a puppeteer and touring the world, you know, opening in Gay Perry as Judy, a puppeteer, Judy Garland. It's so odd. It's so yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. But, um, and then, you know, listen, I never took any umbrage to the Sid and Marty Croft, you know, the uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster and uh, Lidsville H. and HR Puff and, and, and stuff. stuff. I never took any, I never had any beef with the puppets and the creativity and the sets and and things like that. I would readily recognize that as interesting or took took some skill to me it was the writing yeah. and the jokes and the the fact that they controlled 37% of programming you know in the 70s day and night it wasn't just daytime tv this is the they part, were doing variety shows and a lot, stuff. a lot of them yes and and how insanely bad all the product was <laughs> and then and then how and everything
0: was bad
1: <sighs> well no because we had All in the Family, and we had MASH, and we had other quality That's TV true. shows back then. That's there was a Taxi Driver movies and um, Dog Day Afternoon and stuff. There was good... We were capable of it, but we didn't do right. much of it. No, we didn't do much of it, but we were we were capable of it. <laughs> and now I find myself watching not only The Love Boat, but The Partridge Family. You made me watch that, too. I, we're watching it. Yes. It's talk about bad writing. There's like nothing happens on every episode. Well, the jokes, the thing that's funny is how they would go with, they, they would go with so many, they just go the same joke over and over again. Like, so they would, like the two jokes for the two kids, the two littlest kids. Yes. Chris and Tracy. Yeah. Is their joke would be, Ruben would say something like, uh, "You, you know, you've got to get on the road and and play." Um, oh God, he, he, um, tertiary markets, tertiary markets. That's where the money is. And then they'd cut to the two little kids, and the one kid, Chris, would turn to Tracy and look at him like, "What?" And Tracy'd go, she shrug her shoulders, and go, "I don't know," yes. and that'd be a laugh. Yes, they did a lot of, "I don't know." Yes. Right? Yes. that that's, that's all they did. They did. They One would well, look at the other, and the other would just go, I don't then, know. And then, and that then was Danny's good for jokes
0: were pretty much all the same. Some sort of yeah. money something. Some sort of scammy something.
1: Yeah. But I watched the show. You
0: know one of the things I think about when I watch it is that you were locked in a room with Danny Bonaduce for a few years. One I thought, year. I can't think. I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah, it was
1: crazy. Uh, uh, Do so you think about that when you watch it? No. Like, oh, my God. I just, I just watch it. I, I normally watch it. Well, but, but maybe we should tell people what the history is there. Maybe they don't you know, around the country may not know. I did a year with Danny Bonaducci in the morning. Yeah, radio morning. Yeah, um, until I stopped it <laughs> after a year. I just said no, not coming in anymore. Yeah, I mean they did what they do. You know, I just said no more, and they said, "Oh, come on." And I said, no, I'm not doing this for another year or two years or whatever it is. And then I had a meeting with the head guy over there and we had a lunch at the Ivy. I remember. And I was just like, do not sign him up for another year. I'm not doing it for another year. And he's like, okay, yeah, we feel you. And they just went and signed him because that's kind of radio. That's how radio works. Yeah. And so same I just, guy
0: that uh, told you to get rid of your friends, your comedic friends that donated their time every week.
1: Well, I, I mean, th- well, no, that th- that was Jack Silver, the program director, who uh, didn't like Louis C.K., Zach Galifianakis, and Joel McHale yeah. coming in no. so regularly. Because they were radio deaf. They weren't funny. No, he was just like, why they have to come in so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's how they... Well, you know, uh, that's kind of what you're up against yeah. in radio, yeah. for sure. And he loved... Danny Bonaducci and he wanted him and the whole thing was a kind of mess from day one he never wanted me to be the morning guy he wanted his guys to be the morning guy oh that's interesting and so he just kind of everyone's essentially tried to sabotage the show yeah. the show had a lot of stuff working against it mm. a lot mm. but but it was able to persevere anyway but um but the point is is The point is, is I then didn't go in. Once I found out that they signed Danny, I, I didn't, I stopped going in. Yeah. And then it, that caused an issue.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Shocking.
1: And then, uh, How many times have you had to do that in your radio career? <laughs> well, uh. you know, as a great Mike August would say, there's no more powerful word in, in show business than no. Mm. That's the most powerful. And I wouldn't even say no. I didn't alert them that I wasn't coming in. I just stopped. Yeah. And I didn't tell them what I was doing other than I'm not coming in. Mm. And so then I left it up to them to pick either he or or I for, for that job. Yeah. That's what I did. Did you learn anything
0: about Danny and the Partridge family? Or, as you watch it now, does it is it even connected in any way for you?
1: Well, I did learn that Danny came from a bad family. Oh yeah. Maybe abusive. Oh yeah. And that uh Reuben Kincaid, the, the manager, um, and I'll I'll think of his name in a minute, uh, became like a father. Try to save him, tried and, to help and, him. And and became a very good presence yeah. and, and yeah. Dave Dave Madden, the actor. Yeah. And I, it just sort of made me like him. Yeah. I, I always kind of liked him on the show and I thought he was pretty funny and he brought some you know comedy to it, but whatever. But when I sort of pictured, you know, on the set with Danny or saying, you know, Danny, why don't you spend the weekend over at my house? Things are a little hectic at your house or whatever. I made me like, like him. Dave Madden. Yeah. All right, Drew. Wake yeah. up. Here we go. I'll tell you about our friends at Henry
0: Meds. Weight management is difficult, of course, and what works for some may not work for others. And you've heard about semaglutide, and you have got questions. Do you qualify? Is it too expensive? Will insurance cover it? Well, Henry Meds is an affordable online weight management program, and they utilize compound semaglutide. Now I've never referred to Henry Meds, and I have concerns about compounded semaglutide. The FDA has had concerns as well. And I worry about semaglutide and some of the side effects we are seeing, though certainly it's being used wild widely. And compounded semiglutide is used by physicians to help people lose weight, of course. It's unlike traditional weight loss medication. It's a non-stimulant. You've heard of this. You just sign up online. You speak to a licensed medical provider on the Henry Meds platform. And if you're qualified, you'll get the medication to your door. No insurance needed. And you might save thousands. Right, Emmy? That's right. Try
2: something new with Henry meds. We've got a special offer for our audience. Visit Henry com slash ADS and receive $50 off your first month by using promo code ADS. Henry meds offers prescription weight loss medication that reduces your appetite and cravings. And the monthly cost includes a telehealth provider appointment and medication. No insurance required. Again, that's Henry com slash ADS and receive $50 off your first month by using promo code ADS. And we thank Henry meds for being a sponsor on this podcast.
1: All right. Um, I don't know how you find that Leno. You find the Leno. I actually have it. I'm just oh, uploading it
2: to my computer right now.
1: We have the audio book, too, right? It's
2: actually only on the audio book.
1: Oh, is it a, is? Yeah, is I have is? to
2: listen to
0: it, and then uh, I found
1: it. This is a prediction? Well, we're talking about a steam car. Yeah. 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 I make predictions, true. I know that. It's my job. You have a crystal brain. Well, as we have aforementioned, uh, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. By the way, it's not a crystal brain. You just do the math. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I don't watch a lot of CNN and one could say uh, I'm not a fan of Don Lemon, but I was familiar enough with him to know that he doesn't say anything Mm. or he doesn't have thoughts, Mm. not original thoughts. He has CNN thoughts. Right, 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 right. Which is what CNN accuses Fox of, except for they don't do it. You know, that's the whole thing. They always accuse the right. It's like, well, you know, what's interesting. I, I was uh, sure. Let me tell you what's okay. interesting. Okay. Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are fighting right now. They're yeah. both conservatives. They're both land. You can't get the conservatives to agree on the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Ben Shapiro was a big vax guy. Tucker Carlson wasn't a big vax guy. Yep. Half the conservatives are big Ukraine support guys. The other half are not. Ukraine support guys, mm-hmm. uh, half are big stand with Israel ones; the other half are, are not. That's, but what that suggests is an intellectual honesty or a freedom of thought, a freedom um, of thought. Yeah. But not everyone in Hollywood and everyone on CNN and everyone on MSNBC became experts in ivermectin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. of course they're lying. Of course you could yeah. never. Uh, why would they? There's no diversity in thought at all, and you don't understand that they're lying. So Don Lemon doesn't have opinions. He has CNN's opinion. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, an irrational certainty. Now
1: he's out of CNN, and when he left CNN, he left his opinion at CNN because he never had one. Mm. He had CNN's. Mm. You hear Don Lemon speaking out about COVID and how masks aren't effective or ivermectin could be effective or any. Is any of that? No. Okay. I, he has no thoughts. So we don't have to hear what that dingbat has to say. Now, he can start a podcast. Nobody's going to listen because he doesn't have original. He doesn't have his own thoughts. Mm. He has CNN's thoughts. He left them at CNN. Mm. Okay. I, I saw somebody tweeting. Hold on. Me. We got. The, oh, sorry. You can do it. But we have.
0: I saw somebody tweeting a thing about ivermectin today. And of course, it's deadly. Didn't they tell you that it's deadly? I thought, oh, my God, what have we done to people? This is a commonly prescribed medication. Doesn't know.
1: Yes, we took dumb people and made them dumber. All
2: right, so this is from Daddy Stop Talking, Chapter 6 to Sonny and Natalia on Buying Your First Car.
1: So I've filled my warehouse with rare and vintage cars. And guess what? You're not getting any of them. I want you to have that hunger, too. I want you to want cars. (laughs) More importantly, I don't want you to think you can get something for nothing. I took you guys to a warehouse full of cars once and didn't like what I saw. Not one bit. The day after Thanksgiving in 2014, I brought you to the garage of my old friend, Mr. Jay Leno, who tragically died in a steam car accident in 2047. Do you remember walking around his hangar full of more than 130 cars? We had to take a golf cart to get around the place. It's that big. When we got there, Jay was out in, what else, one of his steam cars. He was doing exactly what you'd expect him to be doing, wearing old denim, tooling around in a car from over a century ago that only a millionaire with no kids can afford (laughs) or have time to enjoy. He was living up to every stereotypical image you've ever seen of him in tabloids. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, he almost died in a steam. I, I know what happened. I didn't hear about it. What happened? Honestly. This is not, this is impossible, Drew. This I, is impossible. I,
0: I know he, he flipped around in the heavy underglass. Yeah. And I didn't hear about the steam engine accident.
1: You didn't hear about him being horribly burned on his face? No, 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 no. Oh, Drew, you did. Okay. Sorry. This uh, is uh, maybe this is the beginning of your demise. OK, maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe he oh he,
1: he dominated the news. I wonder where I was a year ago. Oh, my goodness. Wowie, what was it? A, has it been a year? Has it been over a year? He had a horrible. He got horribly uh, burned I'm in a at steam a accident.
0: My goodness. Ooh, what happened? This it's been is exactly
2: a, one year. November 15th of last year.
0: No, that's crazy.
1: But wow! What, but what exact was the accident? I, I literally, I for sure don't know that. I'm, I'm finding this impossible. I, you could have been out of the country. I was in Portugal last year in November. <laughs> see what I know, Drew? Yeah, yeah. you see what I know? Yeah. Well, you, now you got to figure out when you're in. Uh, do you want me to look at my phone? I do want you to look at okay. your at your phone because that that's the there's only one explanation. Yeah, you are out of the country. Yeah. Right? That sounds like what happened. Well, how did I know you're out of the country? Because
0: it seemed it must have dominated so much that I couldn't have been here. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm, I'll i tell you where I am on, on those days. It just says in Europe, out of the country.
1: What? When did you go? From when to when? Uh And by the way, you can access that in your phone that fast? Yeah. I could never find that.
0: Yeah, uh, What are you okay. looking at? I'm looking at my calendar. Look at you. Uh, so I'm gone from like the 11th to the- November 11th. November 11th to the
1: 25th. So this is right in the middle- Yeah, of that. Right in the middle, right in the middle of that. Yeah. So you're gone, sorry, the 11th- Yeah. To the 25th. Yeah. And this is the 15th. Yep. Yeah. So you miss it, you miss when it happened, and then by the time you come down or come back It's over. It, it's over. Yeah. Because it's about a two week yeah. span after after that. Yeah. Crazy. Who just said you're out of the country? You. Why do I know? You have a crystal plane. Yes, but it's not a soothsayer. That's what people <laughs> people think. It doesn't it's not tea leaves. Right. I understand. It's logic. It's all logic. Yeah. You couldn't have missed it. Yeah. and been here. You had to be uh, at, at sea. Yeah. Literally at I, sea. I was. That's what I'm saying. I, I was on a ship. <laughs> Literally. That's what I'm saying. Oh All right, God, we got 40 seconds of explanation. All right. Comedian Jay Leno suffered some serious burns to his face and hands. At a fire at his Burbank garage while
0: he was working on his 1907 steam car. While underneath the now infamous car, Leno tried to unclog the fuel line. He asked one of his friends and colleagues, Dave Killikey, to blow some air down the line and suddenly he got a face full of gas. Ooh. The pilot suddenly clicked on, and Leno was on fire. Dave oh was God. thankfully just a few feet away from Leno and pulled his head into his chest, smothering the flames.
1: Now oh, the elephant man is here.
0: <laughs> a 911 call, some skin graft surgeries, oh 10 goodness. days in the ICU, a call from the president, a few pizzas for the hospital staff and patients, and eight hours a day spent convalescing in a hyperbaric chamber. Has Jay looking better than ever?
1: You have to All right,
0: what else happened during that? <laughs> that week i want to know what else I missed your
1: daughter gave birth or her first son <laughs> oh my god that's so wild alright look I'm not here to talk about myself of course not deductive reasoning everyone deductive reasoning please use your deductive reasoning yep There's only one way you couldn't have known yep. about this you're a doctor mm-hmm. you're on top of the news you're in the industry so to speak you, yeah. you know this is what you do you would have had, you would have done podcasts concerning this subject. Yeah. But yet you didn't know it. Right. And that's only true. possible if well, you're Well, I could have been State. in the
0: hospital, <laughs> but you don't know, you weren't aware of any hospitalization of mine. Right? Well, that's, that's the point.
1: You still, you would have been in the hospital watching TV. That's true. And that's looking true. at your phone. Yeah, true. Right. So there, there you go. So yeah. now, now, you know. All right. What else did you want to get into?
0: So i I was thinking about the psychology of inflation uh, in this country right now, right? And and people are very uh, upset about prices. And there's and I remember in the seventies what that was like and how that psychology set in and and people there was a lot of if you don't buy this now it's going to be worth a lot more later. That psychology has not set in. And there's a different psychology, which I don't know quite what to make of, which is I want the prices back the way they were, yes. which is deflationary, and that can't happen. Yes. That really is not going to happen, yes. not without a d- depression. Yes. And, so I, I'm, and and people are sort of blaming the current administration and the economy feels bad to them. And I, to me, it sort of means that, that wages haven't kept up with inflation. That's really what that means. But that people are longing for a return to lower prices – I don't know what we're going to do with that. I've never really kind of... That's a new thing for me.
1: All right, I'll explore it. First, I want to tell you about my friend Jordan Harbinger.
2: You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show about a guy born into the world of organized crime who spent much of his life as an enforcer for the Italian mafia.
1: I when I seen Joey D, we went to the basement, all weapons. His family were gun runners. He goes to pick out something. I take to my cousin's car and I drive to 3rd Avenue and I park. Right in front of the place, there's a parking space. I got the gun in my waistband. When I walked through and I turned around, I seen him. He had his back to me. For whatever the reason, before she even said it, I had the gun in my hand. This guy gets up. What did I tell you? You dirty motherfucker. Your mother's going to have a close coffee. I'm going to blow your fucking head up. He opens his jacket and I seen the gun in his waistband. He puts his hand on it. I just picked up my hand like this and emptied the whole clip into him. Joe called him, give him a drink. He gives me a seven and seven. He goes, look at this kid. He goes, he just killed somebody. He's sitting there killed a cucumber.
2: For more with former Mafia Enforcer Anthony Raimondi, including the many creative ways mobsters have gotten rid of bodies over the years, check out episode four two five on the Jordan Harbinger Show.
1: All right, so return to. Yeah. Lower prices
0: that just will never happen. Well, maybe gas will. We can do that. I mean we can we can we can affect markets in such a way as to in ways that we've adversely affected them, we could
1: reverse course and make, you know oil stateside and more yeah i don't you know i don't know i mean i do know that you're with me but i here's what i want Mm. i want an administration and i wish it was you know on a smaller level like you know the mayor of la or california or even new york or something but i wanted administration in the white house that basically Goes after the economy as if it affects everything, which it does. Which it does. Which it does. Remember Clinton? It's the economy, stupid.
0: That was his campaign call.
1: Yes, when the economy was shit in the seventies under Carter, everything is bad. Yes. Just it, it, and it also causes a depression and anxiety and you yes. know what is called a depression. Yes. for a reason. Yeah, and. Uh, we gotta get out of the good vibes and the hugs and the treated with dignity because all that's all Biden ran on is returning this country to some sort of moral compass. And he was going to be our guiding light and people were going to have a seat at the table and have dignity. And it just fucks everything up. It's just, I just want one big economy push. And, and then magically. When the economy push happens and the economy changes, then there are more jobs and people make more money and then they commit less crime and they have they're able to own homes. Mm-hmm. And it just it just affects it's the it's the rising tide that lifts all the boats. Yes. I just want a pure economy push. I don't want a green economy push. I don't want an inclusive economy push. I just want a push for the economy. think we'll get that. Well, if you got Trump, I think you would yeah. you would get that, mm. and just just somebody to 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 treat it like what it was, which is the biggest issue there is. Y- yeah, and well, d- you, but, dignity is not the issue.
0: But you're weirdly not allowed to talk about rising boat all boats. You have to say no, no, no. You got to distribute over here. Mm-hmm. You have to redistribute it, and that's how we make get everything right. Equity, equity, equity. Remember?
1: Yeah, but that'll go out the window as soon as we get an administration that has it. Or has what, an interest in it. I don't know that Biden has an. In, I don't know that the people. I don't know that he personally, or Pete Buttigieg or Janet Yellen. I I don't know that they have an interest in this in helping they, people in the in whatever works. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I'm not I'm not sold that that this is their interest. Right. They, they may pay it some lip service, but it doesn't. You can't buy a house now because the rates are eight yeah. percent. You you can't buy a house. You physically can't purchase a home. You're Mm. going to have to wait a few years. Like it's not going to, can't sell a home. You can't buy a home. You just, the economy is is bad and it's bad for a reason. It's not bad because of COVID. It's not bad because of Ukraine. It's bad because somebody, because an administration came in and said, we're not focusing on this. We're focusing on that. And in the meantime, we're just going to pump dollars in. Right. Right. Because that'll fix everything. Right. And so there it is. But there's also no confidence that that administration wants any of this or can do anything about it. Mm. I don't know why. The fact that he would name it bynomics is all you need to know about him. It, that is it, like a ship that already sunk, and you want your name on it. <laughs> yeah, what it I mean? is. I agree. It, that's the most inc- and you giving speeches about how it's working to people who can feel that it's not working is not going to work right and that's where we're at yeah so I, listen I, here's here's I guess the long and the short of it mm. the Republicans are into the economy. Now the Democrats will go well. They just want to help their friends or right. whatever. Or they want right. to help big oil. Okay, right. fine. Granted, all of it, but they're still into it, and yeah. they seem it seems to work. You know, they just want to help the big oil companies. Okay, they want to help big oil companies. But gas used to be two fifty a gallon in California, and now it's six bucks a gallon. Yeah. So I, I don't know who's that effect. <laughs> I, I don't know. My right. my whole point is is. Fuck it. You just want to go Republican. They're just into the economy. That's yeah. it. They're and the the left the, the lefts are into the they're into the trans movement and abortion and stuff like that. I'm not really affected by that. So I'm gonna be selfish and just go Republican and let's see if we can fix this thing up. All right. Uh Nashville, Tennessee, Zanies coming up tonight, tomorrow night, four shows. Come on out, say hi, help my economy. Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama, stand up live there one shows uh, on Sunday, two shows. Just go to AdamCroll.com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew?
0: Dr. Drew.com and Dr. Drew.TV. Check them
1: out. So, until next time, Adam Pearl for Dr. Drew saying, Mahalo
2: hold on to your jingle bells, Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or
0: Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free
2: movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV, stream now, pay never.